Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Frights of the Roundtable 2.0. I am your co-host, Megan Deanna Smith, and Jonathan Moody is here. Um, some technical difficulties, so we're going to address that. So we'll be on hold for just a moment. All right, so we are back. Um, Jonathan Moody is here, correct? Uh yes, I think so. Am I here? Woohoo! Hello. I hear you. All right. <laughs> okay, good. You want to explain uh, to our sure. You want to explain to our okay. listeners why we've been having technical difficulties today? <laughs> well, all right. Um, I guess. Uh, well, it, it's all Hurricane Michael's fault. Um, we just, I just got hit hard. I uh, guess we, we're, we're still without power for some god-awful reason. Uh, thankfully, I have a generator, but no internet access. So Megan had to take the wheel and do all the, uh, the the stuff there, just like Laura had to do last night for All About Acting, but there was just no way I was going to be able to do it at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> you know, like, all yeah. that. So I let her take care of that, and uh, uh, she had a blast. It was a great show last night for All About Acting. But we're here for Frights Around Table 2.0, and I am excited. Um, it's a call-in show, and uh, so Megan will have the reins if anybody does call in. But um, we wanted to just, I guess, I was thinking about doing this maybe once a month or maybe once every other, you know, few months or something, doing a call-in show where people can just call in and just talk horror with us. We don't have to have a guest lined up or whatever. They could just come in. Because we had a couple. Uh, originally, we were supposed to come on at 11, uh, my time, which was the original, uh, I guess, the original, uh, you know, time. And now that my work schedule has, cha- you know, has changed everything around, uh, everything's all later. So we decided that we're going to change the time to, uh, I guess, was it 10.30 your time, right? No, wait, 9.30 your time. 9.30 in California, but 12.30 yes. a.m. where you right? Exactly. So we're here having a blast, and we're going to talk hard. <laughs> um, you know, that's one of my favorite subjects. I even uh, posted, and you, you liked it, so you know, but I posted something about, um, you know, horror is my favorite genre, and it really is. It's the best genre, you know, Um because I, I do believe it basically is, I mean, it, it's the only genre I know where there are, like, conventions upon conventions uh, and people just, well, 
I guess they're superhero, but that, I don't think that's even a genre. The action is a genre, you know. I don't know. Would you consider superhero a genre now? I, it's definitely becoming its own. It used to be action, but there are so many people who love superhero movies who don't love action movies, quote unquote. Like you can love Die Hard, and you can also not love Guardians of the Galaxy, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I would agree that nowadays with Marvel and everything, superhero is totally a genre. Right, and that that's great. I love it. But you know, I guess those are the only other conventions, you know, comic conventions or whatever, that uh, you know are like horror. So those two things, I guess, go kind of hand in hand. Somebody should do more. I think there've been a couple like superhero horror movies but there needs to be more you know i actually wrote one once when i was a when i was younger um it was called grave roberts that was a superhero's <laughs> name it was a oh zombie superhero that is um, the best fun name i have ever heard <laughs> it was definitely not like a normal horror it was very comedy like uh very silly uh, and I was, I was I was thinking of stuff I could on my own for cheap, but then it got like I just I looked at the script and it was too expensive, so I decided not to do it. And then I have no idea where that script is or whatever. So one I day I may rewrite it. Who knows? Yeah, I was gonna say I think it's time we revisit that. I kind of think it's what the world needs right now. <laughs> A zombie superhero. Um, I don't know. Well, let me also just throw in there now. So for anybody listening, if you do want to call in and chat with us, the guest call-in number is 929-477-2881. So just call 929-477-2881 if you want to chat with us about horror movies. Um, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And uh, if you get to call in and they have you on hold, you get this really nice jazzy music. I never heard it because I'm always the call, uh, the host, calling things. So. Oh, I've heard it before, and it's glorious. You may want to just call just so you can get a free jazz show. <laughs> You're welcome. Exactly. If you, if you um, want a free jazz show, this, come listen to our show. Exactly. Like the roundtable free jazz. Um, when you were talking about genres too, so I absolutely adore horror movies too. It's always my favorite genre. And I like to say that because for the most part, I love all horror movies. Um, and like, but for other genres, I'll like those genres, but I won't like every movie that's made in that genre. So for example, you know, I love watching comedies, but I don't like all comedies, but I do love all. Mm-hmm. Horror. Um, I think it's like the one genre that no matter what it is, whether it's, um, sci-fi or paranormal or slasher, all the things about horror are just brilliant and exciting and imaginative, and I just can't get enough. <laughs> I agree. Have you been watching any horror movies lately? Yeah, so I was thinking, what, like, which ones to talk about. So you're going to judge me, because um, last week, was it last? Two weeks ago, I said that I have if chins could kill on my bookshelf, but I will be honest. It's my fiance's, and he is a huge fan of Evil Dead, and for whatever reason, I had never seen it. So recently, I watched the original Evil Dead for the first time, and it was incredible, and I definitely had been missing out a lot in my life without it. And then I went to watch Evil Dead 2, like, you know, kind of their 
remake? What would they do if they actually had the budget they wanted the first time? And I thought it was awful. Really? I mean, not A lot of people awful, love that one. I know, and I think, and I just said, like, I love every horror movie. Um, I think I just, the originality with the first one was so cool. What they were able to do with the, the very small budget they had was so cool. And I think the first one took it, like, it was, it was scary and serious. And it, it, everyone in that movie felt real to me. But the, the second one, it was just a little bit too campy for me and a little bit too, like, it, it steered too far from the original, in my opinion. But you're right. I feel like everybody goes crazy for the second one. So what are your thoughts? Huh? Oh, we couldn't hear. I said, I said so what are your thoughts? Oh, hey. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you, yes. Okay. Damn it, Michael. Oh, sorry. I just actually, like, I, I pressed the wrong button on my phone and I hung up. I'm like, what the hell? Um, um, I was trying to turn up the volume of my phone, so I wasn't sure if you could hear me. Okay. Um. So, uh, what, what was the question? Sorry, totally. Oh, that's okay. So I was just saying that I feel the second movie just, years too far from the themes of the original as far as the second one is just really campy and really over the top and I know it's like purposeful but I just was taken out of the reality of it after seeing the first one um so what were your thoughts because like Mm -hmm. you said everyone loves the second one why am I in the minority no no everybody loves the second one I am not of the of the majority that loves the second one I love the first one and uh the third one don't think of the third one as a horror film at all. Think of it as a straight out and out comedy. If you ever watch it, it's called mm-hmm. Army of Darkness. They even yeah. didn't. Um, so the working title was awesome, which was the uh, the Medieval Dead, you know, because they go into medieval times in that one. Um, it amazing. is amazing. But part two, yeah, I mean, you know, it's got its moments, but I mean, because I I love all. Um, all of his like Sam Raimi's work, I, I pretty much collect a lot of his stuff. Um, so I, I have Evil Dead Two uh, with Army of Darkness and Evil Dead One on uh, Blu-ray. Do not have the remake yet on Blu-ray because I just haven't got it yet. But um, I haven't even finished watching all of it. Um, so you know, one day I will. I'm just I really I don't like remakes, and that one was okay. You know, but and a lot of people, a lot of people have said that was one of the greatest remakes. You know, but I don't know. It just felt like another movie. You know, like a ripoff mm-hmm. of Evil Dead to me because they don't even have Ash and it doesn't have you know anything to do with the movie really, other than people going to a cabin and finding a book, you know, or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, so anyway, yeah. Number too- two was just yeah. For the most part, too, for the most part, um, I also really enjoy the horror genre because, I mean, obviously there are there are remakes all the time of everything, but I feel like the horror genre brings out such original content usually, um, and just mm-hmm. seeing brand new scary stories that I would have never imagined before is always really exciting to me, and I. I know that, like, I can get some flack for this, but I will always and forever be a huge M. Night Shyamalan fan because all of his stories 
our original ideas, their original content. Like he created these worlds. And I think that's really cool and admirable nowadays when literally everything is a reboot. Everything is a sequel, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it, it seems if you, like, you know, and it's not just horror films, you know, obviously going back to Marvel, um, everything's been about uh, franchising, you know. Um, yeah. Doesn't mm-hmm. have potential to be a franchise. That's why a lot of people, I think, like Get Out recently, because that is no way going to be like, a, there's, I don't think Jordan Peele has any interest in having a sequel for that. And like, nor, nor does Blumhouse, because there, you know, doesn't need one, you know. But there's a lot of films out there that, you know, like who thought, who would have thought that there would be like, what is it, seven or eight, uh, was it uh, Saul's, you know, and stuff like yeah. that? Like, I mean, yeah. it's ridiculous because, like, literally it's the same movie every single time, just new people. You know what I mean? I know. Like, yeah. Um, so I saw, I, well, uh, I got to see Hellfest this week, uh, this past week, or this week or last week. And Hellfest is uh, actually out available. People can go. Uh, watch it in the theaters, and um, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, do I think it's spend eleven bucks and watching the theater fun? I, I think I would have been better off uh, watching it at home on on Blu-ray or you know uh, probably owning it. I, I do want to own it, but uh, it's not something I would. I, I needed to go to the theater to watch, you know. Um, but it. Have you heard of it? Yeah, I've heard of it. It's um isn't it like it's the like a slasher on Halloween night kind of thing, right? Well, it's a slasher uh I don't know if it's on Halloween night, but it's set in October, definitely. Um it is like those haunted uh like attractions where mazes where the people jump out and scare you and there's a yeah, slasher like going a around carnival. actually. Right? Yes. Exactly. And uh, so there's a guy going around slashing people. And I was like, I was talking to somebody and they were like, well, why don't they, you know, um, like, how are they going to do that? Because, like, once you see one dead body for real, you know what I mean? You're going to, everybody's going to freak out, right? And they do it well enough where, like, the deaths are hidden, you know, like in places. Um, you know, there's not like a public, public death or whatever. Um, and somebody else, like, on a podcast described it as, like, they were teen, like, Disney character type, like, you know, the Disney TV show people uh, being slaughtered. And that, that made more people interested, I think. You yeah, know? Yeah, like, exactly. Because people want to see those guys die. You know? Yeah. For sure. I, um totally opposite of a slasher movie. I also just recently within the past month saw hereditary for the first time um, and was also really excited about the, like I said, like original content of it. Um, But it also too, everyone was like, Oh, it's so unique and crazy. And it it reminded me a lot of paranormal activity three, which have you seen that? Have you seen either of these movies? You said, Activity. Yeah, which, so I felt like one? Hereditary, Hereditary, which was amazing, 
it did, it was reminiscent for me of Paranormal Activity 3. Have you seen that one? No, I have not, and I haven't seen Hereditary yet. Um, I heard mixed things. Some people love it, and some people have actually said they hated it. So it's never like, oh, I kind of like it, I kind of don't, you know, or whatever. Right. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has 89%, um, which, you know, I don't always trust. Rotten Tomatoes, because I recently found out that they only gave um, uh, Die Hard 3 52%, and I was like, what? I mentioned Die Hard earlier. <laughs> Die Hard with a Vengeance. <laughs> Die Hard with a Vengeance is incredible, and like Samuel L. Jackson is amazing, and it deserved way more than 52%. So after that, I was like, really, Rotten Tomatoes? I don't know if I'm going to trust you. <laughs> but, but Hereditary, I thought, was fantastic. And Paranormal Activity 3, I also think, is fantastic. But without giving away too much, there's, like, a cult theme within both. Um, and mm-hmm. I thought that they I, – I like I like that. Cults are super terrifying, and I think that those are cool, cool movies. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to I, I hear more about Die Hard 3. Holy cow. I love that movie, too, by the way. Um I think it's it, it, it's probably like because I saw Die Hard one when I was a kid, and then Die Hard three was like I was old enough to like really like be able to watch it, you know what I mean? And stuff yeah. like it was getting that time and everything. Um, it was ninety five that it came out, something like that. I think yeah. uh, about that. I was almost I was going almost into high school at that time. Yeah, I'm an old guy. So almost when I was going almost into high school at the time, and so it was kind of at that bright moment where, like, uh, Bruce Willis was becoming, you know, bigger and better, you know. Uh, He was all over the place, and Samuel L. Jackson had just done Pulp Fiction, so he was famous. But anyway, you know, uh, I I love Die Hard with a Vengeance. I think that's one of my my favorites, you know. I think it's also – it's one of those – movies that I think had just the perfect balance of being funny, but because Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson are actually really great actors, it's delivered properly that it doesn't feel cheesy. It just feels like, yes, that's what I want. I mean, I don't know. I just think it's incredible, which it is weird because I don't remember when I last watched Die Hard with a Vengeance. It was probably recently, which is very sad, I guess, because Rotten Tomatoes says it's only 52%. But it was weird rewatching Die Hard with a Vengeance with Bruce Willis and then also picturing him in The Sixth Sense because that's another one of my favorite movies. And it's so mm-hmm. strange because they're such different characters. And in my mind, I was like putting them in the same world and it was bizarre. <laughs> I'm going to give you trivia that's going to blow your mind. I bet. I hope. Oh, uh, wait, you know, know, but go on. Do you know where? the idea for the sixth sense came from? No. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan had watched an episode of um, Are You Afraid of the Dark, one of my favorite TV shows of all time. And he... Oh, yeah. uh, And he came... And there was a part where a girl, he was a girl, uh, had... um, was dead. But they never knew it. I forgot which one. I think it was... So the prom queen episode, there was this um, this girl that they were trying to find. She's like a 
a vanishing prom queen or something like that, you know? And so this one girl was dead, and they never knew she was actually dead until the end of the movie, until the end of the show, right, or whatever. Uh, and she finds out she's, like, dead the whole time. And I guess he, like, came up with that, like, that as, like, the basis for Sixth Sense, you know? So he, he stole from Are You Afraid of the Dark, <laughs> which is great. That's if you're going to steal from anybody, amazing. steal from one of my favorite TV shows. Oh, I will allow that. I'm, are you kidding? I've always dreamed about being part of the Midnight Society. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. right? I mean, they are making amazing. a movie. Did you know that? They're making Are You Afraid of the Dark no. movie? Oh, I need to look up the casting director so I can be in this. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if they yeah I don't know if they filmed it yet or not I don't think so because it's supposed to be coming out next year you know and it might have been pushed or something I'm not sure and I'm not sure what they're gonna do but because they're also making a scary stories to tell in the dark movie um I don't know if you've ever read those books when you were you were younger but no. they were some of my favorite like um, they're based on like urban legends and stuff. Like the, the 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 hook, you know, for the hand or whatever the um the car door or whatever um was the other one um the uh, babysitter and the man upstairs all the okay, different okay. Uh, urban legends but I don't know what they're gonna do because like all of this interest from both scary stories tell in dark and are you afraid of the dark are fr- based on goosebumps doing pretty well and now that the second one's coming out. I'm like, if that bombs, they may take that stuff away, you know? So everybody go see Goosebumps, even if you do, even if it looks like crap, because like it could very well affect whether or not Hollywood wants to continue doing these things. And that's a pretty sad thing, but it's true. Well, what would be Um, amazing is if in Are You Afraid of the Dark, the movie, that Ryan Gosling has a cameo? Because have you seen the Are You Afraid of the Dark with Ryan Gosling as a kid? There's two two episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark that had Ryan Gosling in it. I bet you didn't know that. I didn't. Yeah, there was one. Yeah, the one that you probably know is the most famous one, which is um, the Station 10 whatever, you know. But he was in two of them. What was that? The the tale of Station 109.1. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's a great episode. But there's also one more. Speaker, and I'm looking it up because I remember seeing that he was in two episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? I always thought that was funny because he's one of the only ones. That's that's amazing, though. It's amazing. Um, well, what's he's Canadian, I believe. So yes, he is. Um, what's interesting to me about the idea of them making an "Are You Afraid of the Dark" movie, which also is so interesting to me now with all these remakes, is so "Are You Afraid of the Dark" was targeted towards like I don't know '80s, '90s babies, right? Like if you were born in the '80s or '90s, you loved "Are You Afraid of the Dark." So would the movie be targeted towards that generation and appeal to like millennials? Or is it going to be for, like, a new wave of young kids liking that? Um, Similarly for, like, the new movie It, I was wondering what kind of, like, demographic it was going to appeal to. And they actually, like, targeted everyone. I thought that that remake actually did an excellent job. 
Um, but are you afraid of the dark could be either like really childish or it could be really scary. So that will be interesting to see which way they go. I was wrong. Um, so I'll admit it. You've heard it here <laughs> first, everybody, but it, he was only in one episode of Are You For The Dark, but he was in an episode of Goosebumps as well. So. Oh, uh, okay. I'll, I'll allow okay. the mess up. That's okay. Okay, yeah. No, I just thought, I, I swear to God, I, I heard that he was in two or something. But uh, he's, I, there's somebody else. That, okay, it wasn't him. It was the other guy um, uh, who, he's not famous as Ryan Gosling, but he's been in a bunch of different stuff. Uh, Jay Baruchel was in two. And Jay Baruchel was, um, uh, you know, he's been in a lot of those, um, what is it, those uh, Seth Rogen movies. He was like in This is the End. He was like Seth's oh, yeah. friend uh-huh. in This is the End. Uh, the one that yeah, was always yeah, yeah. complaining or whatever and had to help out. Um, he was in like two episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark, which is always strange because they don't really want a guest person more than once because, you know, once they, you know, it's understandable that you're going to see that person again and you'll be like, oh, wasn't that the guy from that one episode? You know what I mean? Like, right, they would unless the, you're like a reoccurring whatever their, like, was ailment that? is or the superpower or whatever paranormal thing happened to them, you'd be confused if you see them again because you'd be like, wait, is that stuff still happening to them? Right. But the only characters that they ever had that uh, were recurring are two of my favorite characters, which was Sardo and uh, was it Dr. Vink. Um, <laughs> you know, do you remember those two characters? No. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Sardo is my favorite because he always had the fun episodes. But, like, he was, like, the guy who always, like, he'd be at the magic shop. He owned his own magic shop. And people come in, and he'd be like, "Uh, Mr. Sardo? And he was like, no, you know, it's Sardo. No, Mr. Accent on the dough. (laughs) (laughs) You know? um, Yeah. Oh, God, I love that show. That show is, is, no, still one of my favorites. Uh, I, I really hope they release I'm, that's why I'm hoping they get this new movie out because I guarantee you that will help like put out uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark on Blu-ray and stuff yeah. like that. Original, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's so funny because we digress because we, we talked about well, Die Hard, Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis, The Sixth Sense, Sixth Sense, Are You Afraid of the Dark. One other tidbit, though, about The Sixth Sense that I feel like people don't know but, I mean, you probably do because you're a film fanatic as well. But um, the guy who actually shoots Bruce Willis in The Sixth Sense, the guy who shoots Malcolm, his patient, is Donnie Wahlberg. Oh, yeah. Isn't that yeah, crazy? I remember that. I mean, he's, he's amazing in that movie because, he, like, just the emotion and the depth for having such few lines and you seeing him just so briefly, but, and the crying and all that stuff. And he's just not recognizable. And to think that that was Donnie Wahlberg is like nuts to me. (laughs) Were you a new kids on the block fan? No, uh, no, but I did think like when I found that out, I was like, wait, the guy from blue blood, is it blue bloods that he's on? Right. I think he blue bloods. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it says ninety. Oh, oh it's ninety seconds yeah. for us. <laughs> you get to hear, and you get to hear the things I get to hear. You know, I'm on the other what side. Um, 
So it just lets you know that we've got 90 seconds until it'll cut off live. So people that are listening can't hear it, but we can still do the archives. That's that's usually what I warn people, you know, like, hey, we've got about 15, or we got, we're going to have, you know, we're going to cut off live, but we're going to be able to talk afterwards so I people see. can hear it in the archives. Oh, well. It's crazy, this, right? This they warn you. This is, the, this is the moment where we say goodbye to our, our live listeners. Because <laughs> she's yes, the British lady is telling me. <laughs> I know. She, she's saying like 60 seconds, you know, oh, whatever, you know. Yeah. yeah, like she's like, get off the phone, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, they cut you off. They cut you off at 45, like on the dot once it gets that thing. By the way, I am sitting here in the dark. The, the, uh, the thing died on me. So the generator is dead. So you are basically... Yeah, but thankfully I still have my computer so I can watch movies if I want. Yeah, you should also be shooting a horror movie right now, right? Isn't this the perfect, like, the power's out, you're in the middle of a storm? Well, actually we're not in the middle of a storm. There's no storm here anymore. All gone. There's, so. there's no rain or anything. No rain or nothing. There's a little wind, but not really much. It was windy yesterday bizarre? on the. Hmm. No, you go on. Go on. Oh yeah. Well, it's just like the the power is just out. Like that's it. I mean, which sucks. I mean, you know, it would be greater if there were like a storm. You know, it was a dark and stormy night, but no, it's just fucking no power. What's bizarre is that, so I've lived in L.A. a little over four years now, and because I live in L.A., there's no rain ever, which most people would not complain about, but I do because I'm, I'm an East Coast girl, born and raised. I miss seasons. I miss weather, but whatever. Um, and tonight, for the first time ever of the four and a half years I've been here, there's lightning and thunder, and there's never lightning or thunder in L.A., um, which mm-hmm. is super exciting to me. So I like have all my windows open. I'm like a maniac and I'm like letting the lightning like light up my entire apartment. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I've been hearing there's a little bit of been, been rain lately there. It's like, is hell freezing over? I mean, what is going on? I know. I know. It's not. And well, the fact that I enjoy it is even more proof why I'm a perfect co-host for a bizarre podcast where we just talk about how much we love horror <laughs> exactly you know um and you know and i i love i love that kind of stuff too like i um you know it, 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 this is the perfect time of year because like i i used to love those um like there's i haven't seen the commercial yet um and i really hope they have it i think it was an m&m's that did it. There was an M&M's commercial or something with um, the Headless Horseman. No, Snickers. The Headless Horseman comes or something. And uh, like I love commercials that have Halloween-themed stuff. I love uh, Halloween-themed TV shows. I did a um, – I've been reviewing uh, what is it, some stuff for the Independent Coroner, right, one of my um, – uh, movie review stuff, and I was re- uh, watching these uh, horror-themed B-movies, right? Uh, Halloween-themed B-movies. And um, the uh, worst worst part is, um, what is that? Um, uh, what's that? 
One of them was called Halloween Tales, and it had nothing to do with Halloween. What a chip. It was what? awful. <laughs> it was actually called something else originally. So if you look on IMDb, they have both the original title and the new title, right? And the new title says stuff about Halloween. You're going to get tricks and treats or whatever. But literally, it is about four people stuck after a train wreck, and they tell stories, right? Um, and they're not. None of them are Halloween centered at all. There's nothing. There's not even mention of the word Halloween in the movie at all. Um, and I mean, it was it was very disappointing. I mean, it's pretty much it was made so that if people, because it's called Halloween Tales that people would mix it up for Tales of Halloween, I guarantee you. Okay. I was going to say, because I've seen Tales of Halloween, and that did have something to do with Halloween, but no, this is called Halloween Tales. Well, I watched both, you know, back to back, and uh, I'll tell you, Tales of Halloween is amazing, and uh, Halloween Tales is uh, uh, not, not at all. (laughs) Um, It is actually really bad. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't like to like when I review movies. I try to be positive, you know. Uh, I don't try to be a Rotten Tomato score, you know what I mean? Like person, I'm not trying to <laughs> trying to cut you down because I know how hard it is to freaking make a movie at all. So for you to put yeah. like a bunch of shorts together and make a movie, like I'm, my hats are off to you to begin with. So I never give a person a bomb, period, because they freaking made a movie. You get at least one star you know, for just at least making the movie. But then, you know, do your does your rating go up after that? Is you know, like you I mean, you you getting that one star is great, but you have to actually put effort into your movie. And it's not that hard, you know, to do that. Um so yeah, I was uh watching um the tale uh tales uh Halloween tales and basically the acting was just atrocious, you know, throughout mm-hmm. it. I mean, and and it wasn't even like these were bad actors. It was like, I believe it was all the writing. Uh, the writing's fault mm-hmm. was just, the writing was horrible. The characters were just unbelievable. Um, the stories were just retarded. Like, there's supposed to be dreams that people are telling, you know, but uh, there's a lot to it. You have to listen to my uh, independent coroner review of all these different things. It's actually going to be about like an hour long of a movie review thing. I was like very surprised, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, I and then I've been watching a couple other ones lately um, uh, for for other stuff. And some of them are good and some of them are not so good, you know. So Yeah. Well, I mean, what's interesting that's what happens when with you're a movie. That happens. And this isn't totally, I mean, it kind of is related. Um, I don't know if you, have you ever seen the TV series, The Fall? Um, it was on Netflix and it has Scully from X-Files and it has Jamie Dornan who plays Christian Grey in the Fifty Shades movie. So it has Jillian Anderson and Jamie Dornan. Have you heard of this? I heard of it. I haven't seen it yet. No. Okay, so the BBB, or a BBC show, um, and it's horror-esque in the fact that it's, it's like a psychological thriller, and there's some murder, and it's, like, creepy and whatever. 
Um, and on the show, I mean, Jillian Anderson is incredible in everything she does. I'm a huge X-Files fan. I always will be. But she does great. And Jamie Dornan is also, like, when you watch it, you're like, wow, what a trained, incredible actor. And then you watch Fifty Shades of Grey, which I'm sure you've watched a million <laughs> times, Jonathan. Yeah, and of course. Totally <laughs> in my alley. And he seems like the like one of the worst actors in the world when you watch those movies. And it's nuts how a script can affect that so much. And it can make really incredible actors seem atrocious. And that's always a bummer. Mm-hmm. And as an actor myself, it's like, oh, I want to say that I can make anything good, but sometimes you can't. <laughs> I mean, and, and that is up to the actor, too. Like, I mean, are you going to take a paycheck because need you know you need the money or whatever or are you gonna um you know are you going to actually you know do a you know do a movie that is actually good you know what I mean I mean there's a lot of times when you're new like those guys they've never done any other film before you know I look them up on online really like there's no big name stars or anything, you know, no Tony Todd or anybody like that, you know, in the movie. So, and even Tony Todd will do almost anything, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I hate to say it. He'll do a great job. He'll probably make the movie good, um, or at least his part good, you know. Um, But, uh, you know, most people uh, don't get paid what Tony Todd gets paid. So, they have the choice, you know, once they see the script. Um, uh, one of the things, I'm not going to say who it was, but I had an actress that I met, and I talked to her about a movie that she had done, and I told her I enjoyed it, right? And she was like, she was telling me how much she hated working on that movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, like, I hate to say it, but I, I, another actor did that too, where they, they kind of bashed their, the movie that they were in. And um, to me, that scares me because as a filmmaker, they don't know I'm a filmmaker. And they're bashing somebody's movie that they worked on. You know what I mean? Like, so what if he worked on, or he or she or whoever worked on a movie of mine, you know, and they didn't like working on my my movie or didn't like my movie, are they going to do the same thing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I almost don't want to yeah. work with somebody who's going to kind of do that. But Especially when this girl, someone trusts you to be in their – like, they obviously trusted you enough to be a part of it, so it's frustrating when then that person kind of betrays you, quote-unquote. Exactly. So this girl had actually said a um, – uh, she kind of um, told me a, a good story, which was, that uh, the movie was originally, there's original script for it was bloody, disgusting, gory, a lot of fun, right? When she signed on. And so she signed on, she signed all the papers, all that stuff, right? She gets there and it was cut to PG-13. So a lot of stuff were cut out. And she got pissed, you know, rightfully so, because like it turned into a PG-13 movie instead of a rated R movie, you know? And stuff mm-hmm. like she didn't sign on for that, and uh, so she pretty much just kind of boned it in when she did the movie because she was pissed, you know. What I mean, um, she did a great job, uh, the movie was okay, 
Uh, once again, I'm not going to mention what it was and and whatnot, just because uh, you know I don't I don't want people getting mad that I'm you know think I'm telling stories or something. You know what I mean? Um, sure, sure. About their movie, but it was you know it was interesting. Um, so anyway, uh, it was pretty cool. Um, but I guess we've got about like four more minutes left. So let's uh, kind of just do our like little mini wrap up, I guess. Um, so, uh, Megan, tell everybody where they can reach you. Yeah. So you can find me on social media, on my Twitter and Instagram. It's at Meg D Smith, M E G D E E S M I T H. Or you can check out my YouTube channel called we find us funny where I do, um, sketches and comedy and I do have a couple horror spoofs on there so it's a combination of both worlds um, <laughs> so also why don't you tell them Jonathan where people can look for you online okay uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jonathan Moody um, thankfully I was the only one the first one to get that um, some other Jonathan Moody's were pissed at me because um, <laughs> that beat them to it um, <laughs> you know which is funny because then other people beat me to other ones so you know, it all works. Um, uh, then you can find me at uh, Instagram at Jonathan A. Booty Film. And then uh, I guess Facebook is just Jonathan A. Moody or Jonathan A. Moody Actor. Uh, I think there's actor or filmmaker or something. I don't know. Uh, or filmmaker Jonathan A. Moody. Something like that. Uh, and, uh, and you can find us at Frights the Roundtable. That's Frights. That's, well, I guess... How do how do we do it? A Frights R and D table at uh, Twitter, uh, right. Instagram uh, is Frights the Roundtable, I believe, and yep. um, and uh, Facebook is also Frights the Roundtable. I need to update my Twitter, but they are Instagram, but they don't only allow you to do five like you know names or whatever. You can only like sign on to five accounts. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so it sucks because I can't access everything. I have to figure out how to keep deleting stuff, uh, deleting ones so I can add other, you know, add others yeah, and check yeah, them yeah. out. I don't know. It's it's. I need like ten phones so I can do all of them, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Well, you know, but right now in Google 2.0 is still we're still getting you know the hang of it, and you guys are along for the journey so we'll we'll figure it out and we'll start getting better at our social media and eventually we'll get the hang of it but um yeah for now you can just check us out there you also jonathan have um six flicks productions right yes uh you can go to sixflickproductions.com uh where you'll see all the stuff you'll see even a little bio that we well kind of thing of like our favorite horror movies on there um and uh let's see also that's it, I think, for Six Flick Productions, because like there's, a, it's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as well, like Six Flick Productions or Six Flick Pod or something, you know, things like that. So, yeah. uh, just look us up on there, um, and uh, come say hey and everything, and let us know what you guys think of the show, and come on yeah, and join have- us for another, you know, call-in show if you guys want, you know. Yeah, definitely leave us your feedback. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, because we're definitely trying to cater it to you guys, because Jonathan and I, and I can just talk on the phone whenever we want about horror movies. We want to make sure that it's worthwhile for you guys. So um, 
Awesome, though. It's my favorite month. It's October. It was my birthday yesterday. It's Halloween in a couple weeks. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. Um, It's perfect that I'm an October baby because I love horror, and I know you do, and we hope that next week uh, everyone can join us. So next Friday, 9.30 p.m. my time, 12.30 a.m. Jonathan's time, East Coast, West Coast. And thank you so much. Have a great night, everybody. (laughs) Bye. Bye.